Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. It's me, Dave Wakeman, your host. My guest today from Tix Ticketing is Aaron Murray. And we talk about all kinds of great stuff like um, building a technology from the ground up, uh, her many, many years of experience in the ticket industry, all kinds of stuff. But before I tell you about Aaron, let me remind you to check out the newsletter, Talking Tickets which comes out every Friday, talkingtickets.substack.com. Sign up for that immediately. It's five stories filled with analysis and action items. It's great stuff. So check it out, talkingtickets.substack.com. Check out my friends at Booking Protect, the global leader in refund protection. That's bookingprotect.com. We're going to have some new stuff coming out in the fall with some new data, some new analysis, and some new ways for you to help get people out and back to their your events your concerts your theater performances all kinds of things because there's some really interesting data around uh, refund protection uh, apprehension with being in crowds things like that and the rate that people are taking up refund protection or changing their plans so bookingprotect.com make sure if you dig this podcast to share it Uh, go to your favorite podcast platform rate and review it all right helps me out um, and check out my website. It's DaveWakeman.com. So back to Aaron, right? So I wanted to have Aaron on to talk about Takes Ticketing because they have entered the U.S. market. Um, it's a really cool platform. I had a chance to play with it in Birmingham earlier in the year. It's great. So I wanted to have Aaron come on and talk about what they're up to. Um, so we talk about the technology. We talk about why uh, building a platform from the ground up helps. We talked about... Um, Aaron's experience in tickets. She's been around tickets uh, for many, many years. Uh, she's heavily involved in Intix. Intix gets a bunch of plugs. Here's another one. Intix. So check them out. Uh, we talk about mobile ticketing. We talk about integration. We talk about the point of view and segmentation of the market. We talk about customer enablement, uh, refunds. We talk about being cloud-based versus ha- being on a server and how that helps you uh, fight back with challenges. We talk about... Um, subscriptions and mobile tickets we talk about um is there a new normal we talk about a little bit about blockchain being customer oriented customer oriented Uh, we talk about all kinds of really great stuff this is a very good conversation um, and it's very useful because it's grounded in really that sort of customer focus that i talk about all the time so without any more from me here's my conversation with aaron murray on the business of fun All right, I'm going to welcome Aaron Murray from Tix Ticketing to the Business of Fun. What's up, Aaron? Oh, things are great. It's hot here in Texas, though. How about where you're at? Oh, it was very. It's not as hot today. Um, I have been converting the temperature in DC to uh, centigrade for all of the people I talk to in like Australia and New Zealand and yes. England. And I was like, going, oh yeah, it was like 41 here the other day, and they're like, going, oh, my God, I've never seen it that hot before in my life. And I was like, going, yeah, well, you know. It's- <laughs> DC in the summer for you. <laughs> it is true. It's true. I find it amusing how up north in the U.S. It, it can get quite hot because of being in the city. It has something to do with mm-hmm. the city that causes the it. Concrete holds the heat. Texas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it absorbs it. And then also it's uh, D.C. sort of like in a little bit of a, uh, of a valley. So mm-hmm. then the heat doesn't really have a chance to like diffuse. Um, the, right. Being built on a swamp, though, that's a myth. I've, I've found that out like recently and I actually got to use this. It's the second time I've been able to use that uh, this <laughs> week. So it's awesome. DC being built on a swamp is a myth. 
is a urban myth. Interesting. But yes, I'm having to convert to Celsius all the time as well because I have constant meetings internationally yeah. with ticks ticketing. Um, and that conversion is really hard to do in your head. I pull it's, up weather.com. I, I used to know the formula. Yeah, but I, I, I can't remember it now. I, I, I just pull up Google real quick on my phone. So, like, if you see me later, I'm like, that's right. me probably converting something to Celsius. Right, right. <laughs> One of my coworkers today was saying it's 30 degrees outside. It's so hot. <laughs> and you're like, what does that mean exactly? And that would probably be about like 85 or so. And I was like, going, so A, that was like, I would be like, that's not that hot. That's right. And B, I was like, going, 30 degrees, what does that really mean? <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. All right, so well, I know that we didn't get, we, we don't have people's attention to talk about the weather, even though, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we, we find it amusing. That's totally fine. Sorry. Uh, we, oh, this is like, you don't have to apologize. Everybody trusts me at this point. They go, we're going to get somewhere soon. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to get somewhere soon because ticks ticketing has come to the States. And, um, I had a chance to like play around with the tool and meet everybody involved in Birmingham before I had my the troubles in March. Um, and it's a really cool platform. It, it, and so I wanted to have you on to talk about it because I think it's um, it adds a lot to the you know to the options that are available to people. Um, and you know, well, there was stuff we'll get into. Like it's like some really cool stuff around data and sales funnels and. Um, you know, like my favorite word, discounting, we'll, we'll be able to hit on all these things. So, but I want to start by like um, having you kind of uh, give us sort of the foundational ideas behind ticks ticketing, um, you know, and what makes you different, I guess, you know, that way that would be a good place to start. True. In fact, Dave, I'll give you this. I read your post for today that says you have to have a core, like the core of your apple. Yeah. Yeah. And our core is very much based on fun, mm -hmm. clean, and simple. It's intuitive. It is easy to use, but it has everything that you need. And that makes it fun. And I just love when I'm showing people what we have. We'll show them a feature that's so intuitive, an answer to a problem they've had for years and years. And they'll actually laugh out loud because it's like, it was that simple. And our founder, Sindri, is in Iceland, but we've moved into um, nine countries now. It is so, um, his way of looking at a problem is as like a puzzle. You know, those people that can go to a puzzle and find a different way to get to the answer that you've never even thought of mm -hmm. getting there. He looks at things, he looks at it a different way, and his big thing that he always says is it doesn't have to be difficult when people show them what they're struggling with um whether it's you know a simple how to get people with distance seating during um the covid season he says well does it have to be that way do, do you have to go that direction on it and people would frequently answer well this is ticketing it's difficult. And I've been in ticketing for 20 years. And it's frequently what I tell people, you don't understand ticketing. It's so much harder than you think it is. It's not just pressing a button. And he'd say, well, what if we went around this way? You know, for his, for the example of the COVID one, he said, well, what if when somebody bought a ticket, the ticket, the seats to the sides of them were put on hold according to the distance you need? And it did it automatically. And people said, what? That can happen? 
And all of a sudden, it was no longer this big difficulty of making pods, deciding how many two-seaters and four-seaters and six-seaters you need. And that's just the way he comes at the problems. You know, things like if you want to, um, you're talking to a customer and you need to send them their group to sell and able to transfer that out to people, you can do that from your sales screen. While you're in that map choosing your seats, you don't have to go and create an email and find a link and build it and all of that. It's just all intuitively right there where you need it. And, you know, that makes me happy that I can bring something to the U.S. that's going to make people and ticketing's life easier because we have too many problems coming at us outside of just, you know, how long it's going to take us to fix a problem that marketing decided to throw at us. So. Well, there's two things here. And the first one allows me to show off and pretend like I know what technology is. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's the, the reason that the solution is so intuitive and so easy to use is because it was built from the ground up, right? Like, so you start right. from like zero with the code. And I know that that's important because when we were talking about this at the start, I was using the example of a Mac versus a uh, Windows-based system and how the Mac is rebuilt every year and the Windows is not is built on top of old code and how that like over time it makes it difficult to use. It so that's my one. Yeah, it gets muddy. Yeah, that's my one tech thing. I've now shown off. I'm going to go back and pretend to <laughs> well and pretend to be really smart. It's true. <laughs> we we are based on newer technology. We're of course cloud-based, which you know if you're not nowadays, that's that's a little out there. People will ask, though, about the cloud-based. You know, if you are cloud-based, how do you handle it if, you know, your internet goes down? Well, what we have works on your cell phone. Well, you can, and by the way, if your internet goes down, you have bigger problems in your building, you yeah. know. So, but you should always have redundancy. There's lots of talk about that nowadays. You know, a couple weeks ago, what was that, the... Um, Oh, now I'm going to speak about something I don't know enough about because I don't have the name of the company, but went down on their Internet and shows were actually canceled. But nowadays, even your back of house is being run by Internet. And so you need to have several providers in case something goes down. Some people have suitcases um, that have hot spots in them so they can yeah. get and go in. But, yeah, we're based on a cloud system, cloud based system and. Kind of like your iPhone, speaking of Macs, we do constant updates and those updates get pushed out and tested. And then the small updates, so you don't get these big massive problems mm -hmm. when you get updates. And they don't have to completely change the whole system because we're testing it out in simple steps. But yeah, again, I like you said, it's new technology. So you don't have the muddiness of the old and we can only do it the old ways. Well, and that was the other point was like, it's the interesting thing to me is that the company, you know, due to the founder comes at everything from like, going, well, what is possible, not necessarily what ha has always been done. And right. what it enables people to do is instead of um, trying to find workarounds for, so for things that should have easy solutions, it allows the technology to handle a lot of the things that that technology can do well and lets the people do what people can do best. And that's yeah. like a really exciting thing. And that's an interesting point because, and I, I didn't mention this earlier when we were talking, we're all about customer enablement. Um, and what I mean by that is 
because we want it to be fun and clean and simple, we want the administrative users to be enabled to do what they need to do. So we have all the features you need within the same package. We build up our product where everyone can use it. But beyond the, the administrative side having ease of use, your customer on the other end who's buying your tickets, which is where you're going to make your money, there's easy use for them as well. We have excellent ability to allow you to say, one of the hot topics right now is, are we still going to allow refunds now that you know we're getting back into not canceling as many shows? Well, if you want to on certain items, you can. And other items, you can say, no, I'm not going to allow it. You can also allow your end customer to do that. You can allow your end customer to do your transfers, your refunds. And I'm talking way too much about product because I know we're here to talk about theories and concepts. But the concept of allowing your customer. No, we talk about whatever you want. This is like the whole thing. <laughs> But allowing your customer to be able to transfer their ticket to their granddaughter for that dance event that they're going to. Um, and for you as an administrator to be able to read that in plain English, that that's what they did. You don't have to decipher some code or search through the back office of your system. It says it clearly on their account exactly what they did with their ticket. And the Is that the blockchain? Is that like the blockchain that everybody keeps telling me about, or is no. that like somehow different? No, because I, no. I've been led to believe that like only way to do that is with the blockchain. That's and not I, true. I, 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 yeah. I also go like, oh, I think you're pulling a fast one on me, but <laughs> or trying to. Blockchain is interesting. No, we are not based on blockchain, but um, well, it's another topic. <laughs> so, I've, I've been and I only brought the. Yeah, I only brought that up because, um, A, I didn't know the answer, but B, it's like, um, you know, it's helping people understand, like, you know, what's sick, what's real and what's just noise, right? And, like, some of this stuff is, uh, it's a tech, it, it can be a tech or comes across as a technology in search of a solution as opposed to technology that is, provides a solution, if that makes sense. And my opinion on, on blockchain, it is much larger than just ticketing. It's something that ticketing has said, hey, will this solve a problem? Um, what if your ticket sales are always tying back into the system, then you're going to know what's happened to it. So like we have um, uh, barcodes that are live barcodes and every 15 seconds update. Well, that means they're not going to be able to steal a barcode, put it on a piece of paper and give it to somebody. Right. Um, but if when you transfer the ticket, the system says, who did you transfer it to? Oh, it went to this phone number or this email. Then you've already tracked it. Blockchain itself is much larger than that. And blockchain is where they're following a provenance that has to do with um, computer technology and following exactly a code that's set on whatever item was being transferred. Um, so blockchain's a much bigger topic than that, but oh, no, yeah. we're not blockchain-based. No, that's a, and that's totally cool. And um, 
And I think what uh, why I mean part of the reason I asked that question is right is because I know that blockchain is a top a popular topic. Um, mm-hmm. The I, sometimes the technology piece of everything can seem a little more complicated than it needs to be, or in a lot, like you pointed out, it can be very complicated because of the nature of how the um, the platform has been coded or updated yes. over the years. And I think sometimes that keeps people from. Uh, you know, either providing a solution that they can uh, right. or doing things that they want to do um, or sometimes even like, uh, you know, utilizing the technology that's available to them because they don't necessarily understand it. So, um, well, you know, I, I, people, yeah. if you don't know how to use the product that you have because it's so complex, then you're just causing yourself more problems than you're gaining by getting something that's so complex you can't find how to you know, get a link out of it to put on your web page. You know, if the if the product's not providing you with answers in a simple way that's intuitive, not only are you having difficulty, but your customer is. And isn't that, you know, kind of where we get down to is making sure that the customer has a nice fluid process. We talk a lot in ticketing about we're part of the show remembering that that customer's first experience of the show is probably with you and when you're in ticketing with your pro with your whether it's your web page or it's your sales or it's your customer service person on the phone explaining and if you don't have what you need to service them well then that's mm-hmm. a problem i saw um a post today about payment technologies and how with payment technologies one of the best ways you can serve a customer with that is through fluidity and ease of use. Um, if if you have to find where to click that buy button and you have to find which page you're on and all you want to do is buy that season ticket and you can't find how to get in there, then you've yeah. got a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to say, and this is, um, you brought it up as pretty, like, in this thing, it was the most easy ticket buying effort I've had ever was, um, or, or at least a long time, was last night I bought tickets to a show at Stratmore here in uh, in Maryland, in North, North, North Bethesda, they call it. And that was like, I was done and checked out and had the tickets before I even realized it. It was like, right. so, it, and it, and, but that's how, um, that's how it needs to be because, uh, you know, your our customers, not your customers, everybody's customers, they are used to using their iPhone with Apple Pay or they're used to using right. their Google wallet if they use an Android with device. one click or Amazon. Right, one click. Amazon, yeah, right, exactly. And so to expect that, like, you're going to go all the way through all these different steps just because that's the way it's, it has to be. Um, no, because the, the data on these things is pretty clear. It's like every extra step you add in the purchase process there's drop off right and the further along you start losing people ready really 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 rapidly the further and more steps that are added to the process in many ways you'd rather them go oh my gosh did i just donate 500 dollars and buy 20 tickets to that show i did oh well i wanted it anyway you know yeah. to where they've gone so quickly and easily through it it's not a problem because I think that that's that's where we need to be, especially when we want these late buyers purchasing sooner. The ease of use is going to matter. 
the idea that they can transfer their ticket or even um, get their other people to pay for the ticket within the same order. Right. You know, some of those things are really going to make a difference in in making your sale. On top of that, right now, we're facing so many that have um, staffing crises. You know, um, and you need those window box office people and your phone people to be able to sell easily mm-hmm. and have fun doing it, not going, oh, wow, I have to memorize DOS. Yeah. Now, you brought up something that I think is very important, too, because it also uh, brings up an idea that I like to that, or that we were talking about before and I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, and it will look at it through the f- fact that people have a staffing crisis. And that's because, you know, any number of reasons, but it just means people right. are stretched thin. And um, one of the cool things about the platform is, is that like you have access to your data, right? You own your data um, and it's, uh, we were talking about how I view do, using the data and the research through the data because, you know, everybody's like, oh, I need more data. And people, um, I think they're being willfully ignorant when they say, oh, well, you know, Dave doesn't get this. And I was like, oh, I get it completely. And it's, you need to, um, it's just that like, if I'm, I'm not selling a data product to you. And so, so I get it because I'm not trying to sell you on that, which is where you guys come from. I think is that like, I want to make it easy. And what, what happens when it's easy is like, we know that customers are buying a lot more in the last four, two weeks before a show. And you have the ability to segment your audience based on buying They're behavior, which is which makes like uh, makes music to my ears because I talk about look at the behaviors, not all the other crap. Right. Um, but you can and you can look at your funnel, so you can attack the funnel, you know, that using your data in a way that's going to be meaningful to your business. And the big question is, it allows, or I guess there's two questions, you know. How does that help people who are already stretched then be more effective at their jobs? And then mm-hmm. B, doesn't that just open you up to discounting? Well, it does open you up to discounting, <laughs> but it doesn't mean you have to discount. Yeah. It can just be a reminder you're sending. And and what you're talking about is our segmentation tool, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. You're, you're able to say, you know, you have an event. You uh, The example I used earlier was, you know, it's not making goal. And you're only a week out from the show. So at this point, you really know it's not making goal. And so you feel like you need to remind the appropriate people. Well, the appropriate people aren't going to be the people coming in from a different country because they're not going to hop on a plane from Europe to come over or they're not going to go to Texas from, I don't know, Seattle last minute to Mm -hmm. see a show in your house. You need to reach the people of the appropriate age group, appropriate show type the appropriate buying patterns they always buy in the last week. They're impulsive. And so we're able to narrow that, all of that down. You're also able to narrow down um, what type of shows they like to go to. All of that inside the system, inside a tool. You don't have to pull that out into an Excel file and sort through it and figure out what's going Mm -hmm. on, which you probably can't get some of this information that way. but on top of that, once you've got in there, you can send that out to um, your Facebook audiences and and send that through to that product directly from the tool. So now you have saved yourself, I don't know how much time, 
in importing exporting you can do this with mailchimp we're integrated with mailchimp and facebook audiences and google analytics so that's earlier in the in the trail when you're going why are people not buying is there something difficult in the process right. you know that's way earlier than a week out but talking about a week out it's just the ease of use and the fun and the smile that it puts on your face. Of course, you know, someday people get used to being easy to use once they're yeah. using our product everywhere. But yeah, and just so everybody knows, the discounting thing was a joke because I, you, you everybody knows that I'm going to be like, well, no, discounts are for dummies. So everybody gets, you know, gets that. Right. But we were talking about it like going, what you found in the data and what you found working with people around the world is that you don't need necessarily to offer the discount. Sometimes you just need the nudge, the little bit of a push to let people yeah. know that there's something going on because um, I did some work with a startup and we've, the event discovery mm -hmm. issue is, is still the biggest issue that most people right. are talking about Knowing it's or dealing with and remembering. Yeah, because it's like we're overwhelmed with so many different options and so many different things. Um, when I, I, I've been doing a lot of work with helping people like rethink what they view competition as. And that's because like people don't understand what competition is. And competition kind of varies depending on what you're doing and everything. And some, most of the time, it's not something that you would consider your competition. It, it, but that, and so this, this tool is very, very effective because the thing is, it's like going, maybe you're sitting there going, gosh, I don't have anything to do for the next two weeks. And I would just love to get out of the house. All of a sudden you're telling me like, there's going to be uh, you know, a show that I'd like to see, like the P-52s drops right. more tickets. I'm in, right? right. I'm buy the ticket a bucks away. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. That is where a huge amount of opportunity lies because people don't know they're overwhelmed because like, you know, still kind of be work, a lot of work from home or hybrid working solutions. Uh, it's not right now it's summer. So then there's like stretched thin, like trying to figure out how things do with their kids. If they're like me, um, you don't know what your travel habits or plans are going to be because you like might plan a vacation that gets kind of bumped because of travel delays or whatever. I mean, there's the last two weeks. It's not just because people are waiting to see whether or not they're going to be able to go or not it's just because they don't know what they're going to do it's difficult to plan a year in advance when we haven't been able to plan more than like a day or two in advance for three years right and we found that those are the buying patterns now you know i'm i'm in san antonio and san antonio has always been a late buying crowd so we're used to that and what you got to do and you got to wait for those last two weeks where your sales are going to double and then you're going to know exactly where you're hitting so it's and I want to put a little plug here. You know, all these topics I'm talking about are exactly where the industry is right now. And part of the reason I know that is I'm very involved in Intix. And we have weekly town halls where we sit down and say, what is the problem today in our industry? Where are we going? We started doing this at the beginning of COVID and it's just held on and it is such a value. But beyond that, just having that network that you get by being in, in Intix. I've been in the industry for 20 years. I've been in Intix for 20 years. And I'm, I can't plug it hard enough for anything having to do with an industry where you're in charge of gathering people and getting them a ticket. And you're smiling. It's true. So, uh, Maureen is going to be so happy when she hears this. <laughs> well, I believe in it thoroughly. I believe in it thoroughly. And you know... It, it's true and that's you know that's why I know that the focus is right now are late buyers 
the mobile ticketing, the subscriptions, the questioning of the old standards, the um, your customer attitudes. Oh my gosh, customers right now, we don't know how to behave now that we're out of the house again. And we don't know how to be kind some days. So yeah. having, having something that brings out the joy and increases the joy for both those using the product as an administrator and those on the other end makes a big difference in life. Um, well, the thing about it is it shouldn't, one thing that shouldn't be lost, like with the attitudes thing or, and also getting people to um, buy the tickets or come back more regularly to shows and events and concerts and games and all of those things is that, um, is the idea that you brought up at the front, at the front, which is like making it fun. Right. Simple. And those, those things, like when I, when you want to go to do something, right. Getting the ticket or like deciding to do it, there shouldn't be impediments. It shouldn't be the hard part. And some of these standards are, you know, like that have been accepted. They just really create barriers between getting people to do something and not do something right because it's like hey i would do i would go to this concert i go to this game but the thing is is like i gotta register my account i gotta do all these things and i'll just go watch it at the corner bar and yeah. i'll have a have a beer there and i can walk home it's great right instead of Which, allowing a single sign on, on through your google or your facebook yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I log into almost everything either through um, my Apple or Google accounts at this point. Right. right? So I never have to fill out one of the damn forms right. ever again. And storing that mobile ticket in your wallet. Now, you know, we talk mobile. Now, some customers are adverse to it. That's okay. You can print a ticket form. But, you know, I think so many people have gotten used to doing things on the internet. You know, I was talking to, I have a friend who's 95. And she was saying something about struggling to use Zoom that somebody else logs her in. But she can use her email. She uses her email all the time. You know, and I think it's just, you know, kind of a mental block on Zoom because Zoom's simple. But, but you know, you get that mental block there of I don't know how and choose not to. But I think everyone's using email right now. You know, when you oh, yeah. talk to uh, someone who can't use Zoom that's 95, but they check their email daily. Yeah. I was going to say uh, it's the, the barrier for people accepting uh, or being able to use this technology has gone down tremendously because, again, and that's the influence of a company like Apple, where like the philosophy was it just works for so long. It's right. not as simple now, but that's like what people have come to expect. Right. right. It, it, and, and, and um, way, way back in the days, uh, Richard Howell from, uh, you know, from Birmingham in the UK, he came on, he said, like, oh, it's like the only industry that goes, goes like, oh, what's easiest for me, not what's easiest for the customer. And I was right. like, oh, no. well, you're wrong, because there's a lot of industries right. like that. But but it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good point, because when you have so many different options that for what people can do, you know, like, the big challenge of like, well, people just want to sit home on their 72 inch TV and with their bathroom and their refrigerator right there. Um, and instead of going to this thing, I go, I don't know if that's actually true. That's true. I think what it is, is that like, if you make the experience of choosing one or the other, um, putting them side by side and making one more difficult than the other, then yeah, the default's right. going to be for the easier one. You know, The truth the is one they that, don't want to stand in a big old line. The truth preach. is they don't want to be bored on the way in. The truth is that if it's hard to do 
they're not going to take that step. But if you make it simple for them, there you go. You're in it. And people do need to gather for our emotional well-being. It's important. But in the process, we need to make it joyful. You know, let's take off a step away from software. And yesterday in the Intex Wednesday Wisdom, we were talking about lines and how people would get angry in lines. And they still do. And they don't know how to behave. And they start treating each other in the line poorly. And they treat the person at the window poorly. Well, you got to find the joy there. You got to remind them of the joy, whether it's, you know, getting a beach because it's a festival, get a beach ball out and have them play with that. Somebody, oh, it was Burning Man used to have karaoke where they'd pull people out of line to do karaoke in the line. But for me, when I was working at the Tobin Center, um, we called it the dance. You would go out and you would, you would, go and line bus but what you were doing was you'd get their name their information and if you needed an id you'd you know joke around about seeing their id picture and talk about their name and it's like this little you know mini date you go on with them while they're in the line and then you you know dance to the next partner and you know you move on to the and i'm i'm not a good dancer so it wasn't you know i'm not talking ballet or nothing we're talking the dance of you extricate yourself from that conversation. You go on to the next one and you have that little nice conversation about why they're there and hear about their excitement and joy and why they're in line. Because there is something joyful they're trying to get to. They're not there to pay for a speeding ticket. They're there to see something that for some reason brings them enough joy to come see you. Yeah. Or to call and, you on the phone. Yeah, and I was, the, the point is like incredibly uh, important because um, when I first moved to Seattle and I got a job at the, with STG, the Seattle Theater Group, and God, I wish I remember the guy's name that hired me now, but I forgot. Uh, but he goes, I'm going to hire you because you have a friendly face. Right. And, uh, and then, it, and the thing was, is like most of the time, it, it wasn't even like as, as difficult as the dance. It was just being like recognizing people and like, you know, making them feel like everything was under control and that everything was moving in the right direction. And that like, it wasn't just a free for all. It was just like having somebody be there for them. That, that was it. Right. And just, you know, finding, find to me, it's finding the joy in life. If you go and you look at my, my personal mission statement, it, it has to do with finding that joy and glory that's always there, whether it's through education or enjoyment or growth or it's you know relaxing in front of the tv you might find joy in that for a minute because you couldn't find it for a while but you know finding that joy moment for them and bringing it back forward to them and and if that's in your software if that's in your your building and what you provide as far as the experience that's going to make a difference and what that joy point is is different for everyone that's an important thing to learn some people need silence they need mm -hmm. peace. They don't need you in your face acting like a clown. But some people want you to act like a clown. So you've, yeah. you've got to, like you said, you have a friendly face. You probably have a friendly face because you make eye contact. You smile. You listen to what people are saying and you try to build upon that and hear exactly where they're headed. And that's that's finding joy. And you gave me joy today. Oh, well, thank you. I, and what what you what we, I, guess, I think what you've done, and then what we we've done together here too, is like besides the dance, it's really the epitome of like what the foundation of your 
sales and marketing effort should be. It's the you know the concept that I talk about all the time would be you know it's the business school con- concept of market orientation. This is market orientation, right? It's like the most foundational point of it, which is like what having these little one-on-one conversations, these one-on-one interactions with people, so that they you understand where the joy is coming from, like what's right. exciting to people, like what are they like, what's that, you, what role are you filling in their lives? Because then, if you're doing your job well, you listen, you take that back, and it allows you to create more of that for people, right. so that like you can give them more and right. they give you more in return. <laughs> It's and, not and a hard. You, it's not a hard job. Right, and you being a data guy in marketing, you can find that in the data if you own the data. If you're looking down deeper into it, you can you can yeah. find where their joy points are because that's where they're coming back again and again. Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't call myself a data person, but I will steal that that compliment and I will run with it uh, because <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a data. I'm, I'm a very much a people person. Um, but the thing is, is like the data should tell you what people want. And then, you know, and the point I always am belaboring and I belabored it with you earlier, maybe not that long, but it's like going, you have to have an idea of what you're looking for in the data. You can't just go swimming into the data and you have to understand like how it's going to show up. Like what, what are you going to, what's that, that answer going to look like? So that like, when you get the answer, you can do something with it. That's the most important thing. The data on its own is not good or bad. It just is. But if you don't know what it is you are looking for or you don't know what you need from it, then it's overwhelming, right? And like um, one of the cool things to turn it back to the technology solutions is that you have greater control over your data and like you own all of your data and that way you can make those better decisions. And that's about as far as I can get on data. I don't understand. (laughs) No, you have a strong belief about what you should do with it. That's yeah. why I say you're a data person. You shouldn't you shouldn't strike out blindly on what you're doing. You well, you shouldn't strike out blindly on anything, right? You should be going to these things like pretty, uh, at least with like a semblance of where you're going, right? You, I mean, you, you don't have to have the whole road mapped out because, you know, that's not what I'm ever trying to get across. But I'm like, going, you got to at least know where you're like, what direction you're heading, right? Right, right. And then find the tools to help you get there. Yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. Now, um, one thing I did want to ask you, because we kind of got your experience on the venue side and how that really helps here. Um, and we, you know, we tech it and bring in some new tech over to the States. Um, but one thing, and you talked about it a little bit with the NTIX plug, which we, we'll, we'll plug NTIX a couple <laughs> more times, right? NTIX, uh, they, you know, they do do a great thing. Um, I was actually uh, emailing Maureen yesterday about like what she would like me to present in C- Seattle because Seattle, uh, Bremerton and Seattle are like kind of like, well, that's where I was born. Um, so I'll probably go to that one. And I have so, so many friends there. Um, but yeah. lessons learned. Oh, it's an incredible city. I don't want to live in the summer because I don't want to know how hard it is because I keep dreaming of moving back. Um, <laughs> but le- <laughs> lessons learned from from COVID and like you know, and this kind of like whatever this new period is because I don't necessarily go as far as calling it a new normal, but it is normal-ish. I guess would be like the best way of putting it. Well, what we've transitioned into, what we have become, um, because. You know, as people say, COVID's always going to be around. We've not eradicated it. Um, It's just going to be another thing in our lives. And so what has our transition been? And so much changed during that period. Technology just 
Zoom just, well, take Zoom, for instance. Zoom was nothing. You know, at the beginning of COVID, I set up a home office in my closet with my clothes behind me. And then I quickly realized you don't do that when you're on Zoom. But we weren't doing Zoom before that. We did phone calls. And now we do all this face-to-face Zoom. And so I'm no longer in the closet. And so I, um, between. I virtue signal with a nice bookcase behind me, you see. That's right. That's my my fireplace behind me, you know, looking all homey. Um, But so we also had, um, I'm a mess. So we also went to mobile ticketing. Mobile ticketing became the thing. Um, I'm not sure I agree it should be the only thing um, because there's something nice about having a tangible in your hand and different personality types need different things. So people say, well, you're in your intangible, your tangible become can become an intangible NFT. Well, I'm not sure that that replaces having something in your hand. It's like the people that still need a hardbound book instead of having a Kindle. Mm-hmm. Kindle is easy. Kindle you get to carry in your bag. Hardbound book, though, is kind of nice, especially if you want to highlight something or write something on it. You know, the difference between a digital business card and a and a hard business card. Oh, look at that. He's got a hardbound <laughs> book in front of him. In fact, you all cannot see this. Wait, highlight. He has a whole library behind him. A whole room wall is covered in books. And I, I was used to also have, show I you my ticket too. from the show I went, the concert I went to, like la- last week too. I had a physical ticket from a concert. Right, right. <laughs> There's something in that memory, in that that tangible item. So I will agree with that. But mobile ticketing makes life easier for people who are um, trying to get the ticket to family members or people that don't want to remember one more thing in their pocket. Um, I have been become a true believer in my airplane tickets being on my phone. I don't have to think about them at all. I get to the airport and then I go and find them on my phone and I keep them in a wallet. So there are things that it's good for and personalities that it's good for. So um, I think I think also the big question on refunds has become a huge topic and um Customer service being at the forefront when when they have so many choices right now with what to do with their time and they have figured out what they do if they're not going to a symphony concert every Friday night. They have figured out where they're going and what they want to do. And so wooing them back, you have to bring that customer service forward. And I think that that's the whole thing when people think that they can be smaller staffed and all on the computer. I think that they're missing the boat when they're trying to win back these customers that have found other things to do. Yeah. And the 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 data on this, there's real research that they've done, which is that like um, it takes on average 66 days for somebody's habit to change. Right. But it can happen in as few as like two weeks or it can take up the a couple of years, like a year or two, right. um, whatever the number is, like if it takes two weeks, if it takes 66 days, or if it takes a year, we went through all of those periods, right? right? So to expect that like somebody's habits and their, you know, likes and dislikes have not changed in that period of time, it's a little bit um, 
absurd. I think, it, you know, and so what that means for you is that like, going, you can't just make the assumption that I'm going to go back to doing things the way I always did, right. that I'm going to, that the solution's going to be the same that it always was, you know, that this is going to hold up true because it doesn't. And that, it, and that was really like sort of what, what I like about what you guys are doing, um, you know, and the way that the, the, the tool, the technology is designed because the, the music for the years is like, well, why can't it be easy? And like, why does it have right. to be this way? Right. And, right. The, and the answer is going, well, what if it didn't have to be this way? Because right. that's really what I try to get people to do all the time. It's like, well, take a step back and say, well, what if it didn't have to be? Like, what if you could fix it? What would that look like? And right. it's like learned helplessness, I believe. Your your best advisors are ones that you can go to that aren't going to think the way you've always thought. When you can't wrap your head around how are you going to get something done or when you can, even then going to someone who's outside of that and saying, you think in a different direction than I do. Um, mm -hmm. For example, I'm great at math. Um, but I would think about math in a very different direction than a lot of people do. So if I'm having trouble solving an issue, say a data an analysis issue with my math, or a scheduling issue, I'll go to someone who I know will think a whole different direction than I do in their logic and ask them to solve it. And so I think that that's what you get from, from having resources like with a company like Tix Ticketing where they think in a different direction when they're solving mm -hmm. it. They think in a different direction, but they use ticketing professionals that have had experience mm -hmm. in the industry as almost all the staff is that that's what we yeah. are and we listen to what people are trying to solve and say okay this is the problem let's think of all the solutions that are possible and yeah. we put that inside the system too to allow you to take your own data and figure it out um yeah so but yeah and and like you were saying being a member of inter the international ticketing association abbreviation <laughs> in ticks is um has been a boon for me because when i started in ticketing there was almost no one in the city i was in that was in it i knew nothing and i was not being trained by any anyone on how to do it that was 20 years ago now i just want to share anybody who wants to talk ticketing i'm there for you so. yeah no it's um I, I think that's like a great, I mean, that's obviously a great idea. I don't think that is a great idea. I know that's a great idea. And, and I think it's, um, you know, that's sort of like where I come from, right? And I was like, well, most of 99% um, or maybe 90, 98, 99% of the stuff I do, it, it, it is it's giving away like this, like this thing, um, you know, and, and, you know, part of the magic is like getting out there and learning from all these other people, like you said, in a new direction. Right, because you, I didn't even know you were a math person. So now, like you know, yeah. and, uh, now I know if I need some math help, I'm going to call you. And uh, I'm like a, you know, I'm just like I look at the thing through, and I get emails all the time from people. So one, we'll, we'll plug in ticks again in a second, and then I'll plug your ticks one more time because there's one <laughs> other thing I want to plug. Um, but like people all over get, get messages from people all over the world, and they go like, "You are the person who we can look at involved in this." business that 
looks at the cut, looks at everything through the eyes of the customer. You are absolutely the person who's most dedicated. Um, and I know that that doesn't always make it, make it popular. It, it doesn't always lead to popular uh, answers for people um, because everybody wants to, like, it's what's most important to me, I go, but like you said, it's the customer that's paying the bills. And that's so if right. you're not thinking about them, you, then you know who is and if not somebody else will think about them and they will give them their your, their money instead of you right they'll find yeah. their joy elsewhere yeah and so the plug ticks then you brought up how all the people are um, ticketing professionals the other thing that's really really good is that like it's not just ticketing professionals from iceland where the headquarters is it's from all over the place right you know and there's like so many like great solutions that have popped up all over the world Right. So bringing all these people from all these different locations together to work on a common solution uh, means that you're able to steal some of the best ideas from each individual area and apply them. Because one thing that really gets missed a lot of time is that is like taking some of these best practices, some of these best ways of doing things from, you know, a place that maybe you don't get to visit all the time and applying them in your native country. Right. right. And, that, and that's to me, that's one of the magical um, aspects of what of what you're offering right right it's because the way a membership is handled in the u.s might be handled differently at say concert cabal and but what they're doing entirely might be different inspiration for your development department to gain more donors because of the way that they might be handling a membership or a voucher system or a flex pack where they might be handling that different than we are. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also mm -hmm. opportunities for growth and knowing what other cultures look at and what they're doing. So it's enough can't be said about opening your mind to other people's point of view. It's, yeah, well, that's one of the beauties of traveling is like you can't help but be infused with the ideas of others. And it's uh, it's magical. Um, but let's let's plug now. What? How can people find you on the internet? And like, uh, you know, let's plug. Let's do a throw a couple sure. more plugs in there for for stuff. Plug sure. away. Let's start with um, our website is t i x ticketing t i c k e t i n g dot com. So ticks ticketing. There's a lot of us with similar names, unfortunately. So mm -hmm. ticks ticketing is important. Ticks ticketing dot com. Now. Um, we, um, I'm also very easy to find because my name's weird. My name is A-R-E-N. It's like Karen without the K. See, I dropped my K. I'm not a Karen. So A-R-E-N <laughs> at TixTicketing.com. So you can email me there or you can just find me on Facebook. I'm friendly with everybody. Find me on Facebook. Find me on LinkedIn. My last name's Murray. So I'm easy to find. My dad, my my husband says that my name is actually Karen and Pig Latin because my middle name's Kay. So, <laughs> if you know Pig Latin, that's my name. Yeah, so, the people don't use that anymore. I haven't heard that in a long no, time. That's awesome. <laughs> they don't. They don't. He loves it. But so it's A R E N Murray. So you can find me there. Um, we mentioned NTIX, which is a whole different thing. That's the International Ticketing Association. INTIX.org, and they have fabulous opportunities. And right now, membership's $20 a month. 
come on. You can't afford that to improve your, your industry. And even if you're, say, a GM or in marketing or, you know, you're not directly in ticketing, the knowledge that you're going to gain by being a part of that group is tremendous. So can't say you enough. You can learn that. a lot. So, yeah. And, and so they, they get um, plenty of plugs around here. So, um, you. you know, I've, I've, met, I've met a lot of, you know, like a lot of great people through the organization. So, um, and, you know, so. Again, I, I would sort of definitely tell people to check it out and make sure that you participate. Don't just check it out. Like the real, you get out what you put in. Magic is like you, you do stuff. I know that because often I get I do stuff and then my face is plastered everywhere, <laughs> which is, like, is very good for brand awareness, but not very good for people's mental health. <laughs> I see this oh, mug everywhere. It. You have a beautiful face, Dave. I have a hat. No, what is it? A friendly face. You have a friendly face. It should show always. Well, Aaron, you thank podcast. you so much for doing. That's exactly right. A face for radio. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Dave. I really appreciate your time. Let me know what you thought of my conversation with Aaron. Send me an email. It is my name, David DaveWakeman.com. Uh, make sure you check out my website, DaveWakeman.com. There is going to be a link for a pricing class that I'm teaching in conjunction with maven a platform designed specifically for cohort classes so get to davewakeman.com make sure you sign up for the newsletter talking tickets by going to talkingtickets.substack.com or there is a pop-up box that comes up on davewakeman.com if you like the podcast make sure you go to your favorite podcast platform rate it and review it check out my friends at booking protect bookingprotect.com uh, talk to my girl haley uh, there's all kinds of interesting data that shows that people are taking up refund protection at numbers greater than they ever have before. There is really great information that will help you understand what people are, what hold is holding people back from going back to other to shows. Uh, they have all kinds of like just really, really rich resources and information at their website. So check them out at bookingprotect.com. Uh, finally, I want to thank you all for being here. Um, New stuff coming after Labor Day here in the States, which is next Monday as I'm recording this because on August 29th, you know, so um, get ready. Hopefully I'll do some stuff that's going to offer tremendous value to all of you. Um, but thank you for listening. As I've told you throughout, don't go through these times alone. Um, if you need somebody to talk to, I'm always here to crack some dad jokes, uh, to be somebody to talk to, um, an ear to bend. So hit me up. It's DavidDaveWakeman.com. And until next time, take it easy.